Welcome to But Her Lyrics, the show where we delve into the meaning and politics behind each song from the new War on Women album, Wonderful Hell. Or do we? Dun dun dun. I'm Shauna Potter, singer and lyricist for War on Women, and your host. And I've got a big update about season two of BHL, so stick around for that. But first, why are we here to do a season one recap? I just, I don't know, I wanted to reminisce and go through the episodes and and give a little synopsis. So if you missed a topic you're interested in, you can go back and listen to that episode directly. Now, if you're a first-time listener and you're starting with this episode, interesting choice. Brave choice. Um, I welcome you. Uh, And quickly, this episode is sponsored by First Defense Krav Maga and Women's Pride NFT, which is a thing I absolutely do not understand and refuse to learn more about. But my badass patron, Stefan, who, after reworking my Patreon benefit tiers, unknowingly became a sponsor of the show, uh, he's involved in Women's Pride NFT somehow. um, So props to him. Check it out. Now let's get to it. Uh, My first favorite memory from this show is interviewing my mom for episode zero. It was so cool to hear what she remembers about me, you know, performing when I was little. um, And geez, what it's like for her to stick up for her wild feminist daughter to our conservative family members. Um, That was kind of an unexpected twist in that interview. Uh, I only mentioned this at a couple shows on our most recent tour. I haven't really talked about it publicly yet. But my mom was diagnosed with cancer and was going through chemo and radiation over the last year or so. And it was very tough for me. Uh, It was tough for me not to be there for her to go to Texas. You know, she couldn't get vaccinated against COVID while going through uh, her treatment. And so it just wasn't safe to be around her. She made it through. uh, uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) She made it through. She's fine now. She's getting vaccinated. We're going to see each other again someday. But if the worst had happened... I just kept thinking, at least I could always go back and listen to her voice in this interview, which did bring me some comfort. Uh, Now, I promise not to put every single one of my family members on the podcast, y'all, but maybe today's a good day to tell someone you love them if you haven't told them in a while. Ooh, okay, sorry to get heavy. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's talk husband murder. So for episode one, Aqua Tafana, I loved speaking with historian Mike Dash, partly for his knowledge, partly for his accent. And I remember that he was a very last minute guest, uh, which is kind of odd for the first episode, right? I had already spent hours interviewing each band member, as well as future episode guests, and had everything lined up. But finding someone to speak about 17th century Italy, uh, well, it took a while. And he was so kind to understand my urgency that he agreed to do the interview on New Year's Eve, which I don't know if we mentioned that on the show. It was New Year's Eve when we were talking. So I should not forget his old acquaintance. Hello, Carol Adams, episode two for Milk and Blood, the legendary author herself. This was a big get for me. I felt very legit getting to speak with her. And I don't think I could help but talk to her like a fan. Like, I doubt it's my best interview. Like, this is definitely not my best work. But luckily, she likes to talk to so we had a blast. And if you didn't catch it, the episode is about the intersections of veganism and feminism. 
And I think omnivores especially should listen to it, even if it's just to understand what those intersections are, right? Like to be the best feminist we can be, we have to at least understand how sexism intersects with everything else. And sometimes to understand, we have to feel uncomfortable. And speaking of uncomfortable, there is a bonus episode on Patreon where you can hear me tell Carol my idea for a music video for this song, and she very politely explains why it's terrible. In a season of firsts for me, I did my first double episode. There was so much to dig into for this stolen land, I needed two experts and two episodes to cover it all. And it's not that long of a song. And the last verse is a repeat of the first verse. Anyway, fun fact, between recording, editing, and publishing lawyer Emily Hager's interview, enough things changed regarding refugee rights and asylum policies, I had to delete parts of her interview that were no longer accurate. And she wrote an update for me to read on the show, which I don't think I have any other episode that's that timely. And I don't think I want another one. It was a lot of work. And all of this to say, you know, let's not skip over how amazing Dr. Miranda Roberts was as a guest. She was fantastic. And she's my kind of take-no-shit feminist that I want to be friends with in real life. So, Miranda, call me. For the White Lies episode. I remember working a long time to find a guest that could speak to the issue of equity in the cannabis industry, but not from like a lawyer legal perspective, right? But as someone affected or who worked with the affected communities in some way um, and who was willing to respond to a cold call from a tiny punk podcast like mine. So thank goodness Cassia Graham answered the call. This song in particular is one, not the only one, but it's one where the issue makes me so mad, but I don't necessarily know the full history of it or all the intricacies of what's going on with it today before I write and finish the lyrics. So to get more context and learn more about the specifics, about why my anger is so justified, well, it was very, very helpful uh, for Cassia to share her time with us. Her. Oh, the Her episode. Jennifer Posner talked all things sexism in media. I knew she was an expert before talking with her. That's why I asked her on the show, obviously. But damn, she knows everything. She has an example for everything. Like, I'm jealous of her long-term memory, honestly. Like, my bad memory is one of the reasons I turned my Safer Space training into a book so that I could leave it on my desk as a reference because I can't keep all of it in my head at all times. Anyway, she and I also have a bonus conversation you can find on Patreon too. Now looking at my stats, my most popular episode was for The Ash Is Not The End. Episode 12, which unsurprisingly can be attributed to my guest, not the song or my band. Uh, no, it was definitely Ian Danskin, a popular YouTuber who has a very thorough and informative series on white nationalism and angry white dudes, in addition to more fun stuff. Um, he spoke to me, y'all, the kindness of my guests this season. The time they gave up to speak with me. It is so humbling. It's incredible. Did you know... Ian was recovering from a spinal injury at the time and did the interview with me laying down on the floor on his stomach when he could have just been like, nah, pass. 
It's mind-blowing. I am so grateful to all my guests for their time, their expertise, and their patience with me. And my band. I love them dearly. I love you all so much. And I'm so glad that a year later, we finally got to play these songs live. What else? I spoke with Emily May at Hollaback about finding strength through tough personal situations and the benefits of having mentors in the Big Words episode. I spoke with activist Ryan Harvey about how even angry punks need to write depressing songs sometimes in the Wonderful Hell episode. I got real with my friend Brittany Oliver about white nationalism and fake allyship on the Seeds episode. Margaret Killjoy gave us a lesson in safer protesting for In Your Path. And of course, we ended this season with Professor Jill talking about how we can internalize and uphold our own oppression if we're not careful. What a closer. So that's the season one recap, and now the update. Last season, BHL went through every song on the most recent War on Women album, Wonderful Hell, as mostly a fun project for me to do when it wasn't safe to play shows. And frankly, the options to promote a new album were limited, right? Especially for a band that doesn't have a deep bench of resources. When I finished, I went on tour and gave myself some time to decide what I want to do next. And I've decided. On season two of But Her Lyrics, we'll be taking deep dives on the lyrics of older War and Women songs, as well as political songs from other artists I love, interviewing them about their inspirations and writing process. And I'll still interview experts to help us add context to the issues and hopefully tell us how we can help. So we have older War and Women songs, songs by other writers who use she, her, or they, and there'll even be a few episodes about topics that I absolutely should write a song about and just haven't yet. Or I tried and failed miserably. <laughs> well, that's it for now. Tell me your requests for which political songs you'd like to learn more about. If you like this podcast, learn more about how you can support it at shawnapotter.com. Everything War and Women can be found at our link tree, linkter.e slash women. For bonus episodes, exclusive content, pics of my dog, join my Patreon. All these details and more can be found in the episode description or in the episode transcript. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in season two.